of marriage in today's world. Today we are joined by Johnny and Ashley Armijo, who have been married just over a year, to discuss how they prepare for marriage, expectations, surprises, and challenges in this last year. Visit marriageintodaysworld.com to view more information about this episode. And now, your host, Pam Beadle. Welcome to Marriage in Today's World. We're kicking off season three today with some delightful guests. Um, I really love them a lot. They're good friends of mine. And I'm excited for you to hear from Johnny and Ashley. So welcome, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having us. Thank you. So you are our newlywed couple, um, the youngest married couple that we've had on our show. So we're excited to um, remember what it's like to be newly married, um, excitement and challenges and and everything that wraps up with that. So before we jump right into that, tell us um, about yourselves, how you met, a little bit of your story. So I'm Ashley and I grew up in the Chicago suburbs area, grew up going to church And later on in life, I realized I wanted to get into full-time ministry. I run a ministry with my mom and my sister called Coffee and Bible Time. So it's super fun. But I realized that if I was going to be teaching the Bible, I really wanted to get a Bible education. So I went to Moody Bible Institute to get my undergrad in biblical studies. And uh, I didn't know I would meet my husband there at Moody. We were just friends for... The whole time I was there at Moody, and I got to see Johnny's character throughout those three years and just see the way he interacted with other people, with my friends. We went to the same church, and I I really valued Johnny as a person, just like I said, seeing your character and um, valuing you as a friend and as an acquaintance. Um, but then COVID hit. Do you want to share a little bit after that? <laughs> sure. Well, my name is Johnny, and I am originally from Chile, and I grew up there. I'm a pastor kid, so uh, I was in the mission field with my parents, and then I moved to another city in the north of Chile. And then when I was about 18, with my family, we moved to the United States of America, and I lived in Philly for a little bit, and then I went to school in New York, in the middle nowhere in New York, uh, to a place called Word of Life Bible Institute, and I did two years there. And I applied to Moody, not knowing what was, what was going to happen. And so I applied to Moody, and I was there for four years, and or three years, and they were like the craziest three years ever. And that's where I met Ashley. We were friends, and after that, God called me to Muscatine, Iowa, where I've been pastoring for almost four years. So it's been a delight. Yeah, but part of that journey is Ashley and I, we, we got talking during COVID, and then uh, guys started moving each of our hearts, and there were some challenges in between. But uh, after that, we, you know, we just went into this adventure together. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she's everything I'll be praying for. Mm-hmm. I was praying for somebody who would, uh, you know, who would be with me in, in ministry. I, I said, you know, I want to be a stay-at-home dad. And then <laughs> I wanted Ashley to, you know, take care of the finances at home and, and God responded. Now it's been, it's been a joy being married to this wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. guys. So I know that you were pretty intentional once you got to that engagement mm-hmm. phase in, um, in preparing for marriage. So just share a few things that you guys did. 
Well, one of the things that we wanted to do early on is, uh, first of all, I think that we both grew up in a very stable home mm-hmm. with parents who love Jesus. And so there's this sense of, I don't know if this is a thing, but maybe I, I invented this word, humble arrogance, mm-hmm. or this sense of, you know, we there's not too many things that I think we need to learn because I've seen so many characteristics in my parents and their marriage and my dad and my mom that I think that I can, that I've learned throughout my life. But we did say, hey, let's try to be intentional. Let's look at some material, some books that we can learn from and also do premarital counseling. And so those are some of the main steps that we took because we thought, you know, we we might think we have it all figured out, but we don't. And I know that so many people have come up to us and they go, hey, we recommend you this book, this material, this assessment. And so we did a lot of things. I think we did more than we should have. Mm-hmm. And then we realized we got married and we're like, I don't think we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's, I what we realized is you. It, it is wise to prepare for marriage, but there's only so much you can prepare. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of just have to walk into it together, but it is still wise mm-hmm. to to have. I really, really appreciated doing marriage counseling together before, and even I think we chose like two books to go through, mm-hmm. and just to talk about it together. And it really, it really at least it helped me feel like okay, we're somewhat prepared. I'm a little bit in control, but of course, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like actually walking into the experience of, you know, getting married. Yeah. 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 And there were there were a lot of things that were a challenge. Uh, there were bless I would call a blessing and a curse. And the blessing was that um, that it could be also a curse is that we did distance relationship because she lived in Chicago and I live here in Muscatine. And it was a blessing in the sense that and, and this is what a lot of couples don't talk about, is that there's so much attraction that you need to create boundaries especially if you're seeing that person on a daily basis i just don't know if if it would have been wise for us to be together all the time because you have your ministry i have my ministry but also i always say when there's two people who love each other if you love each other then you want to be together in different ways and so we we make sure that we talk about Mm -hmm. hey what are some physical boundaries emotional boundaries some things that hey that that we know that god designed only for marriage and and so we were glad that we had that but at the same time we have to facetime a lot and call a lot Mm -hmm. and talk through some intentional things on the phone and it wasn't my favorite thing when we had to talk about very serious things as it relates to marriage and eventually parenting and things that hey how many kids you want and Mm -hmm. and there were fun questions but i wish i could have enjoyed that uh, face to face rather than facetime but but I think that we were able to have very good conversations even th- through the phone about, hey, how do you think we're going to, as it relates to expectations in marriage and roles and so on and so forth. But I think we did a very good job being intentional with mm-hmm. even being relationship through distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, distance gave us the opportunity to actually have those deeper conversations over the phone because we weren't together like you know, in person, but we were able to have those deeper conversations, which was nice. Um, but long distance isn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it definitely grew us. And I think it made us a stronger couple today because of it. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if there's anybody who wants advice about like what I'd recommend, I said, get a Toyota. 
because I never <laughs> got stranded in the middle of the road. I went to Chicago almost like every two weeks <laughs> and I spent a lot of miles. That's what I love. That, that's sacrificial love right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Sacrificial love. That's uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So what would you say um, was your biggest surprise about married life? For me, I think I was surprised at how hard the transition was. And it's interesting because when you talk to people, everyone has a different first year of marriage. Some people say, oh my gosh, it was the best like year of my life. And then other people say it was really hard or I don't know, you just mm-hmm. get a whole range. And it, I think it really depends on your situation. And for me, um, I had so many life transitions happen in one season that it overwhelmed me. So I was, you know, moving away from my childhood home, moving out of my parents' house, and I have a really close relationship with my family, starting like new as a pastor's wife in a new community with new people, not to mention living with a man who I never lived with before (laughs) because we didn't live together before that. So that was like a big change too. And then even on top of that, I was going through some health issues. So it was like all these different moving parts happening at once, and I didn't realize it was going to be so hard. Um, But I think, like I said, through those challenges that we had, it has made us into a stronger couple today. And looking back, I'm so thankful that even, even that I did have to move three and a half hours away from home because it kind of forced me to like detach from the parent relationship, the relationship that I had with my parents in a healthy way and to cling on to my husband, which I really needed to do. So I wasn't able to just like run home when I wanted like, oh, I really want like to have a conversation with my mom or with my sister. I couldn't do that. I had to run to my husband. And so it was just a learning curve. I think that's really what it was, was a learning curve and just um, like realizing that I I had to give myself grace and Johnny had to give me grace for going through so many different transitions all at the same time. So I guess I just wasn't expecting all that. What do you think helped you recognize that, that that was what was causing... um, whatever that would be in your heart, Mm -hmm. um, how did you narrow in on that? Or was it just really obvious for you? I don't think it was obvious for me at first. At first I was like, what is this tension I'm feeling in my heart? Because you, of course, you watch the movies and you hear everybody's Mm -hmm. stories about how like the first year of marriage is going to be, you know, so amazing and you're so excited before and all these things. And of course, 100%, there were so many amazing things about it. Uh, But... I started to do a lot of self-reflecting, and I actually got an amazing counselor, a Christian counselor too, who was able to help me work through Mm -hmm. those feelings that I was having that I couldn't really, like I said, I wasn't as self-aware before. So I was like, what emotions am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And she kind of helped me like zoom out and see like, okay, you're going through Mm -hmm. like five life transitions all at once. (laughs) So she's like, this is normal and you can give yourself grace. And I'm like, you're right. I shouldn't beat myself up for maybe having these emotions or, you know, crying a lot Mm -hmm. or whatever it was I was going through. And so I think that was really helpful is just becoming more Mm self-aware. Yeah. It's good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. 
So I went to school with, I had a lot of roommates and all of them being guys. And so when I got married, I thought, oh, this is a walk in the park. I'm, I already had roommates and I know what it is to live with another person. And then I got married to Ash and he felt like God told me, you're dumb. Like, <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> that word is allowed in the podcast. But one of the things that marriage did was that it exposed how insensitive I was because it's one thing to live with a guy who is in your 20s and you, you know, you kick it with the boys on the weekend and you know that, but to be married with somebody who is a woman who is from a different country from you, who has a different set of parents with different set of, um, you know, things that they did growing More up. More emotional. I feel like yeah. that's probably mm -hmm. the biggest thing. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> But, you know, one of the things that it did is just expose how impatient I was and sensitive and controlling in some, some ways because I am super neat. Like, I think that's a, I don't know if that's a understatement, but one of the things that I am super neat, I, I'm super clean. And I'm not saying that actually isn't. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is that I'm so different. And the way I was raised was, okay, maybe I got married to some expectations that I had growing up. And so when Ashley wasn't able to surpass her expectations, which were very unrealistic, I was very hurt. I'm like, hey, why are you not doing this? Because me growing up, we did this. We behaved this way. We talked to people this way. And then when I realized that Ashley was different, which isn't wrong, right. I realized, wow, I it could be very unhealthy to have these very unrealistic expectations when... God has not called her to be a certain way that maybe I want her to, to be. And maybe I am creating this person in my mind that is not real and they will never be real. Mm -hmm. And I have to be okay with letting Ashley be who God has called her to be in terms of personality, in terms of behavior. And yes, there's certain things that I've helped her shape in her life and things that she has helped me mm -hmm. shape in my life. And, and because of that, we've grown so much in our relationship with Jesus and us and in our maturity. But it just exposed so many blind spots that I had till this day. Mm -hmm. Like there are recent things that have happened in the past few days that actually call me out for. And I need to confess and repent and ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So it's, I always say that marriage has been one of the biggest instruments of sanctification mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Got a lot more sanctification to go, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't end. Yeah, we're done, right? <laughs> we are very graduated. <laughs> Yeah. So what about you? How do you feel like you um, got to that point of realizing that maybe some of the tension that you were feeling was caused just by the differences that you have, the innate differences that aren't right or wrong? You just like things a certain way. Ashley likes things a different way. Was it super clear and obvious that that was the tension for you or did you get there in a different way? Well, it's been a progressive thing. And when I say that, it's because Ashley has sat me down and said, hey, Johnny, we, we need to talk about certain things that that are part of your personality, which are not wrong, but I feel like sometimes I cannot measure up. And that really hurt me because I realized that I have been putting a burden on my wife's shoulders mm -hmm. that would make her super anxious and super, like she could not measure up to my expectations. And I realized that that was very bad. And mm -hmm. so... One of the things that, that, that we've done is, is seek help from another person who we're not related to, who we don't know. Mm -hmm. And so she's been able to give us a lot of advice and speak into our marriage mm -hmm. in ways that maybe I haven't been able to notice. But my wife has probably won mm -hmm. the very first person that has sat me down and said, hey, 
you know, what, what you're doing, I don't think is right. The way that you are uh, wanting me to do certain things, it's just not the way I'm wired mm-hmm. to do them. And also one of the things is that I grew up with my parents doing everything together. My dad is a pastor and it feels like my mom has been a co-pastor mm-hmm. because they do everything together. And that has worked for them for over 30 years. And so when I got married to Ashley, I thought, okay, well, this is going to be similar. I'm Ashley is going to be in every meeting, in every <laughs> counseling <laughs> session, in every every uh, grocery store, grocery store hall because my parents <laughs> do everything together and then I realized okay this is different it's not that she doesn't love me it's sure. just that she wants her space in certain ways in certain days and that's the way that she grew up and I think the way that I was raised has influenced a lot on, on the mm-hmm. ways that I am today and not in a bad thing mm-hmm. it's just that I saw very a lot of things for my parents that I wanted to emulate today but then I realized okay my wife is different. Right. And we're our own unique couple. Yes. Right. And yeah, I really think clear communication has helped a lot in in working out those tensions along the way. Is it e- which one of you communicates easiest? You're both great communicators, so maybe there's a battle for the oh, I'm better gosh. communicator on a stage than to my wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think I'm learning how to be a better communicator. Mm-hmm. I think at first it was hard because it's like it is vulnerable to share your emotions mm. with somebody else or your the hurts and pains in your heart or like communicating something hard like, hey, I noticed this or I noticed that. It's it's not easy, but I think I've realized from my mistakes that when I haven't communicated, mm. things don't go good. Yeah. <laughs> things he can't read my mind. Men cannot read their wife's minds right. and I can't read his mind either. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I think sometimes as a wife, you like expect like, doesn't he notice I'm angry? Doesn't he mm-hmm. notice that I'm not myself? Um, doesn't he know like this or that? But I'm like, no, I have to be very clear mm-hmm. and I have to tell him exactly how I'm feeling, which works way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those some of the things that we learned in the assessment that we took, the preparing mm-hmm. rich, because it helped us to realize that we were not being as assertive as we thought. That yeah. we could be more honest and hey, Ash, I wish that you or I want you to. Or like, I feel this or when I feel you do this. that, yeah. And it was like very sometimes for me, being from a country that we are so sarcastic and sometimes passive aggressive. And she's like, just, I want you to speak your heart and I want you to be honest with me because sometimes I am, I love to use very difficult words because I want to sound, because I'm not American, I'm like, okay, I want to sound pretty with these words. And then actually it's like, what are you talking about? I cannot understand anything you're saying (laughs) because you're trying to talk to me as you're writing a research Mm -hmm. paper. Just talk to me as a human being, as my husband. And so I've learned that Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. So what was a fun surprise about being married? I mean, the things we talked about weren't necessarily negative, but yeah. what would you say um, was great? It was a great unexpected surprise about marriage. For me, I think it was just like, I didn't realize how amazing it would be to have a best friend to do everything mm-hmm. with me with. And I guess I've realized more that I'm the type of person that, and I I thought I was so independent before, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, I love having him just do small everyday life things with me, like even the grocery store thing. <laughs> like now I'm like, come with me to the grocery store because I don't, I don't want to do all that by myself. And so I just, I think I've realized that having him in my life has just added so much more color and so much more just 
beauty and joy to have that partner to do things with. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I also didn't realize how our bond would just continue to deepen and grow. Cause like, I feel like when you are, are engaged and you are dating, you think, Oh, I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, I love this person so much. I'm in the honeymoon phase. I don't know how it could get any better than this, but it's in a different way. Once you are married and you're you're living life day in and day out with this person, it almost becomes, it's not necessarily this like fluffy honeymoon stage anymore, which of course we probably are still on that, but (laughs) it's, it kind of grows into a deeper love that you just couldn't imagine before. And so I think that's been beautiful to see. And I know that's just going to keep growing hopefully as the years go on. But yeah, I've been so encouraged by that lately. So, well, if anybody knows me, they know one thing about me is, is that I'm very shy and introverted. And <laughs> well, nope. one of the things is that I love going out and being with people, and that gives me a lot of energy. But I think one of my favorite things is that Ashley has helped me to be more of a homebody to the sense of I just enjoy being home with her. And it makes me feel so safe, and I have so much fun with with her. And this is, Ashley is more the introverted one, but one of the things that people don't know is that she can get crazy. Uh, we, have, <laughs> we have parties with Martinelli and she would get on the, on the table and start uh, yeah. dancing. Yeah. No, but I just love having fun with her on a Friday night. And that's usually when we start our Sabbath all the way to, to Saturday. So that's kind of one of the days that I look forward the most mm. because I know that we're going to, be together and just laugh and have play maybe games. enjoy play games mm-hmm. and enjoy some dinner and just have a nice conversation, and and he has made me to want to come back home to her, yeah. uh, because when I was single I would be at church and it was four thirty and I'm like well I don't have anything going mm-hmm. on at home I can stay here till you know on yeah. a healthy amount of time, but now I realize I'm just looking at my watch I'm I'm just want to go home and mm-hmm. and that's one of my favorite things to know that that's the place that I feel the the safest mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate you guys articulating that. It's good for us who have been married for a while to remember those things too. So it's a good encouragement. Um, What would you say um, to an engaged couple now? Maybe you spoke to this already with the preparation, but um, somebody who's engaged, what would be a one line of thought for them? Well, first, I would say maybe two things. One of them is in because I'm a pastor, I'm that stereotypical pastor. Make sure that you cultivate a healthy rhythm of devotion to the Lord individually first. And when I say this is make sure that you don't expect that marriage is going to help you to be more devoted to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that could be a distraction. And Paul talks about that, about how marriage can be a distraction, your devotion to Jesus. Not necessarily is a bad thing, but when when you are single, because when you're engaged, you're still technically single. You can still cultivate a discipline of, of getting to read God's word and getting to pray with him so that when you get married, you continue those rhythms mm-hmm. rather than expecting that your wife or your husband is going to help you with that. And maybe they might not. Yeah. And so how can you make sure that you cultivate a healthy rhythm or spending time in God's word to pray and asking God to help you in this next season? And, and the second thing is to have expectation because I think expectations are healthy, but to not be like me and not be married <laughs> to your expectations and learn that 
they might be unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So maybe write them down. So one of the things that I did growing up is, okay, I know what I'm looking for. It's always easier for me when I found Ashley because I thought, man, she checks all of the boxes. Mm And she is beautiful and she's godly and she cooks so well, which is a uh, bonus. <laughs> but I make sure that my expecta- that I wrote down some of the things that I wanted in a wife. And, and I think those could be healthy and it can also be very toxic and unhealthy. So make sure that you cultivate that discipline of spending time with Jesus and also set expectations, write them down. And ask God if maybe some of them might be unrealistic. Mm. And get with another couple and ask them who might be maybe 10 years ahead of you. Hey, what do you think? I have a lot of questions regarding intimacy. I have questions regarding Budgeting, finances, finances and all these things. So make sure yeah. that you are asking people, whether it's through premarital um, counseling or through books, so that you gain some type of wisdom in that regards. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I think if I could tell myself one thing during the engagement going into marriage season, it would be when you get married, there's going to be beautiful, easy, amazing things that happen, but there's also going to be hard things of transition. And it's okay to have both in the same season and to live with the tension of like, there's so many beautiful things and there's also so many hard things. Mm -hmm. And that's life. And there's always going to be hard and beautiful things in every season and to be okay with that and to realize that what you're walking into when you're getting married isn't always necessarily going to be this like you know perfect beautiful princess movie which you know growing up for me in the Disney princess (laughs) era and all like you know just everything everything all the social media and everything um it's just reality is different than that. And so just to be able to, you know, realize there's going to be hard things and beautiful things and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. You guys are wise. What would you say you would most want from a seasoned couple who is in a stage or two ahead of you? What would your needs be? Um, or what would you want to say to them? What do young newly married couples need? They need, I think, for Ashley Knight, it's been good to have. This is something that a lot of people might not have, but this is something that I thank God for, is my relationship with my parents is so healthy mm-hmm. that I can go to my dad, for instance, and say, hey, you know, I, I've been having a hard time understanding this, or maybe Ashley and I, we are... You know, we just had this type of argument. How did you and mom figure this out when you guys mm-hmm. fought about this? Mm-hmm. And I understand that a lot of people who are listening or a lot of people's experience is not the same and maybe they might not have a healthy relationship with their parents mm-hmm. or they might not have a healthy relationship with people overall. But for me, I think it's so vital that you look for people that you are very close to, maybe a mentor of the same gender that you can... Uh, maybe share some of the deepest part of your secrets. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, because I think it's one thing to talk to your wife. It's one thing to talk to a counselor, but it's so nice for me to talk to my dad and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this concept. I'm struggling with this. Can can you help me? And ask through through your, like, Mm -hmm. marriage with mom how how you'll be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. So for me... Hey, make sure that you do that rather than trying to figure it out on your own. Because, yeah, you, you're going to have to figure some things on your mm-hmm. own. But it's so much easier and so much wiser to, mm-hmm. to find people around you 
that can tell you, hey, that's a very foolish decision yeah. or hey that's that's good but let's look at it from a different angle so my dad has been that for me mm-hmm. or other mentors like pastor bruce at my mm-hmm. church and so i need to um i need to make sure that i have those type of people in my life yeah. so that's what i would say to a young couple mm-hmm. i would say for me um some of the times i was most encouraged right when i got married was when older women or older couples at church would tell me about their story and how I could relate to them and how I wasn't the only one going through this Mm -hmm. experience. And so I think it's so easy to think, oh my gosh, I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only person who's having this struggle in marriage or who's struggling with this transition or this emotion or whatever it might be. And the reality is, is probably like 70 to 80% of the older couples Mm -hmm. that have gone before you have been through that. Mm -hmm. And so just knowing that like I could go to any like older couple at my church and they would be willing to be honest and vulnerable and to share their story, I think that was always the most encouraging Mm -hmm. thing. So even just like having older couples and younger couples be willing to like get together and be honest with each other and vulnerable vulnerable with each other and share you know what they're going through because I think there could be so much encouragement both ways mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's good so isolating yourself as a couple could be very dangerous yeah you need to make sure that you surround yourself with people who are maybe I always I was always told to to people who are in a similar stage of life for somebody who's maybe five to ten years ahead, mm-hmm. and then for people who you know could be your grandparents yeah. or something like that. And in every stage, you can learn new things. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's really good. Well, we usually close with a question that um, I'm not sure you guys are to that stage yet. We usually ask, "What do you do to keep the spark alive?" <laughs> and uh, your spark is probably still alive. So um, maybe I will change that a little bit, just to say, what are some things that are continuing to help you build a relationship? You spoke to to many of them already. So maybe what's your favorite thing that you're doing to continue to build that relationship? We found that watching TV together is not the best for us because we're not talking and we're not looking at each other. So one of the things that we did was, hey, let's find a board game Mm -hmm. that we really enjoy playing together where we can laugh and we can still interact, we can still talk. And so one of the things that we've been doing instead of watching a show or watching a movie is, hey, let's maybe on a Friday night or on one of the days that we're supposed to, that we've scheduled to have a, an intentional date, let's play a board game together and laugh and listen listen to jazz and have a fake fireplace on the TV. <laughs> let's, let's, let's create an environment where we are relaxed and we can have fun, fun time. So one of the things that we do, we try to schedule a weekly or bi-weekly date where we either go to eat out or we eat at home, but, but we were very intentional about that. So that's something that I would say for us. Yeah. And I also like occasionally like us to like maybe once or twice a year getting away together, like mm-hmm. going on a small trip somewhere. Like even we just go to like places that are close by, like two hours away and just spend like one night there and explore the town. And it just, I feel like things like that are just so 
refreshing because you get to get away together and you kind of stop the busyness of everyday life. And then you even get more of that intentional time together that you you don't, you know, the busyness in, in and outs of everyday life, you're not as intentional, um, which is normal. But I really, I think we look back on some of those memories as being like really special. So yeah, yeah, making sure we do that. Yeah, thanks. Those are great. Well, we appreciate you being here. You've certainly um, articulated some really wonderful thoughts for us to all think about in our marriages, no matter how long we've been married. So thanks for sharing your hearts. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having you. And to our listening audience, you can find um, all of the information that we talked about at marriageintodaysworld.com. We will link some resources there for you as well. Thank you for listening to Marriage in Today's World. Your host today was Pam Beadle. Special guests were Johnny and Ashley Armijo. Marriage in Today's World is produced by Austin Newton and Pam Beadle. For more resources on this and other episodes, please visit us at marriageintodaysworld.com. Marriage in Today's World podcast is a partner of United Marriage Encounter. The views expressed and resources mentioned in this program are not necessarily those of United Marriage Encounter. Strengthen your marriage today at unitedmarriage.com.